following interview was conducted with Craig Smith on behalf of the Rapid City Library for the Oral History Project. This took place on June 8th at 10, 10 in the morning. The interviewer is Brady Jones. Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, Craig Smith, and I'm here today uh, on behalf of my family. Uh, my father, Eldon, mother, Billy, sister, Paula, uncle, Jerry, aunt, Jane, all uh, who were killed in the Rapid City flood 50 years ago today. They would have left. My family lived in Gettysburg, South Dakota. <clears throat> they would have left this morning like I did to drive to Rapid City. Uh, our father, meaning uh, I have a brother and sister, Paula, or, or brother and sister, uh, uh, Pam and Kelly, but our father, Eldon, was a farmer and a business owner. He was a state senator. Our mother who was 42, and of course my father was 44. My mother was 42. And my youngest sister, Paula, was 10. And they were here that day on the 9th. Uh, the reason he was traveling to Rapid City that Friday was the final day of National Guards camp. Uh, he was a state senator. Uh, he had political aspirations. And on that day, uh, politicians would attend the Guard activities. Uh, my oldest sister, Pam, had completed her second year of college. I had completed my first year of college. My youngest brother, Kelly, had completed his... Uh, uh, junior here year in high school. Uh, there are various reasons uh, the three of us did not go along that day. At one point, my sister Paula was going to take a friend. Uh, my brother Kelly was supposed to go along. That Friday, my parents had stopped at the farm. Uh, they had a suitcase for him with his clothes in it and wanted him to go along. He usually would travel with them here when they'd come to visit Rapid and my uncle. Uh, our father's ready to take him to get in the make him get in the car and he, he, he saw that the, the, the chain on the grain drill that where he's working had fallen off and Kelly needed to find the skip and reseat it. Uh, so he ended up uh, doing that and, and, and talked my parents into staying. Uh, part of our parents' plan for that weekend was to visit with my uncle Jerry and his wife Jane. Uh, Jerry and Jane resided by the Rapid City Creek having moved to that location in Gettysburg several years earlier. Jerry had two sons, Ken and Paul. They were the age of Pam and Kelly. Uh, Jane had two, two daughters. Uh, that Friday when they had left, I was also uh, working at the farm. Uh, that evening, my sister and I visited with my mother on the phone sometime after seven. They were at Jerry's house. Uh, she mentioned it was raining, very heavy at times, and the cricket flooded a bit. Some light flooding was expected, and Jerry and my dad were uh, doing some things outside in the event of some flooding. Uh, Jerry had lived along creeks in Rapid City for many years, and occasional floods happened. Jerry, uh, at earlier years, ran the Ben Franklin store in, in, in Rapid City, and then was at that time uh, was managing the Dinosaur Park uh, concessions. So he'd lived in the city quite a while. Uh, <clears throat> my mother said it was not a, a big deal. Uh, I thought I heard some anxiety in her voice. Uh, she was always terribly afraid of thunderstorms. Uh, she told me uh, she'd made some sandwiches to take to the farm the following day. Uh, she reminded me if I went water skiing to wear a life jacket. Uh, 
there's nothing else unusual about the night. It's a typical Friday night for my sister, brother, and I. That Saturday morning uh, was after the flood. Uh, I went to work before 8 a.m. east of town. I was driving a tractor and working summer fallow. The tractor had a radio and I was listening to it. The next several hours, radio reports were starting to come in about the flood in Rapid City. I would switch AM channels to catch more information. As the morning went on, it became obvious the flood had been very destructive. I knew my parents and sister were staying at the Holiday Inn at that time. That time, the Holiday Inn was on the highest hill in town next to Interstate, not where it is now, downtown. Uh, becoming more nervous, I left the field about 11 a.m. and drove into town. Um, when I arrived, I started to talk with my sister. The first thing I said is, have you heard from them? She said no, and then her look and mine showed uh, concern. She had received an earlier call that morning from someone in town wondering if we had heard about my uncle. That is when my sister Pam first had heard about the flooding that morning. It was at that time I learned that the house Jerry lived in, in dark, was in Dark Canyon uh, and was very near the creek. I had never been to, to that house. Uh, our brother Kelly was working at a different location on the farm. Uh, uh, before uh, knowing about the flood, he remembers that morning that there were strong uh, west winds and low-grade cloud cover. He had access to a radio and started hearing the flood reports. Uh, the hired, our family hired man to stop where he was working, told him he should go into town. Uh, Kelly knew that Jerry's house was in Starner Track next to Rapid City Creek in Dark Canyon. He had been there several times because Paul was the same age as he was. That was one of Jerry's sons. Uh, it was a helpless feeling for the three of us, uh, knowing a deadly flood along the creek and knowing they had been along the creek earlier but should have a safe hotel room at the highest point in Rapid City. Uh, we did not know the exact time of the flooding. There was no phone communication available to the hotel. Uh, no travel was advised in the Rapid City area. After several hours, I could not take uh, sitting at home and waiting for information. Uh, I called a friend to go play tennis. Uh, in less than an hour, my uncle Marvin from Gettysburg uh, came to where I was. Uh, he stopped his pickup in, in the middle of the road. He stepped out of his pickup in from the street about 60 feet away. He said, Craig, they found your mother. She is dead. The local funeral rector, <clears throat> had gone out to Rapid City to help that morning. He had seen and identified her mother. He was good friends with my parents. They had not known they were out there, and it was a substantial shock to him to, to see, see my mother there. Uh, I'm not sure how the information got back to, to Gettysburg that afternoon. Uh, the, uh, he, that, that, but it went to my uncle first. Uh, he, he was the first one to inform my sister. She was the first to know. Uh, she was sitting at home on the deck outside when she saw my Uncle Marvin, uh, his wife, Marvel, not Doris, drive up in the car. She knew it was not good news. After telling her, he, he, that's when he, he found me. Um, by that time of day, the news was shocking, but not expected. Uh, each minute of no information or contact with our parents, we knew it was not good news that afternoon. Uh, I asked my friend, when, after my uncle advised me to drive me around town for a bit, uh, I was trying to get my mind around it and what may still be happening. I went back to the house where my brother and sister were. Uh, it was difficult for all three of us to, to comprehend 
uh, at that time we knew it would be a miracle if my father and my sister had survived. Uh, and uh, that part is, none, the three of us really don't have a clear memory of all that other than uh, just waiting uh, for more information. Uh, the next day, though, we, we my <clears throat> Kelly, my youngest brother, and I went with my Uncle Marvin and Dewey to come to Rapid City, uh, hoping to find my father and sister. Uh, we knew then that Jerry had been identified as deceased, so we know at least two of the family uh, had, had been killed. It was a long and unproductive day. Uh, uh, one of the first places we went was to the motel room, the Holiday Inn on the hill that my parents had rented. Uh, walking to that room and seeing they had checked in, changed clothes and nothing to indicate anything had come back. <clears throat> or left a message, any faint hope of survival of my father and sister had vanished for me. Uh, we drove around that day, stopped at places where bodies had been taken. Uh, uh, I remember it's one of the places that my uncle and uh, both of them went in and my brother and I were sitting in the car. Uh, they were the ones who were going to try to identify the rest of the family. Uh, however, sitting there, you could see the garage door partly opened and numerous bodies uh, sitting there. Uh, we, we checked places, but we could receive no information. We did get as close as we could to Jerry's house to determine, uh, look at what it is. We couldn't get that close, but from where we were, we knew it was completely gone, and the house was gone, and we had no further information. Uh, my... <clears throat> At, at some point that day, we did identify, uh, my Uncle Dewey did find the car my, uh, that my parents had driven out. Uh, my father was running for state senator, had a uh, certain amount of matchbooks, had his picture on it. And I remember he got some guards people to help to get the car, get some information to look at him and find those matches and pass around those matches, hoping uh, it helped to identify him at some point. Uh, my brother and I, that next day, went to Belfouche. Uh, uh, as we could do nothing in Rapid City, and, and there was no other place to, to look, only to wait. Uh, we stayed at my grandparents' house there, waiting for news uh, of our father and, and Paula. Uh, none came that day, and so we returned to Gettysburg. Uh, we were able to hold a funeral that Thursday in Gettysburg. Uh, at least we were being able to do that, where the people in Rapid City were not because of the storm and the flood. At that time of planning the funeral, we had located my mother and Jerry's body, hoping to locate my sister and father. The night before the funeral, my sister was found and identified. She was 10. Her body was found more than a mile from the house at Storybook Island area. The funeral was at a city auditorium with more than 700 in attendance. Uh, our father was finally identified on Saturday. Uh, he was in the first, actually was one of the first to be found, but he had been misidentified uh, as another person. And, and so it was until they realized that there's a body here, they couldn't, no one was claiming that they identified, were able to identify him again. Uh, well, he was buried that Sunday with a graveside burial. <clears throat> we never viewed the bodies with a recommendation of the local funeral director. Uh, being a family friend, we relied on him and others. Uh, we were able to confirm to identify Paula with a small piece of clothing. Uh, 
that my sister and brother knew was hers. Much of that week is a blur to the three of us and continues to be today. Uh, we just went through the motions of burying half of our family. <clears throat> Less than 10 days from the flood, the three of us had to operate a grain farm and livestock and the family business interests. <clears throat> we do have different additional information of uh, Ken and Paul. Uh, both survived it. Ken got caught in the flood water downtown. He had equipment in his pickup that allowed him to scale a telephone pole until help arrived that morning. We know Paul got back close to the house the night of the flooding within 30 yards. Uh, a National Guardsman was able to throw him a rope and pull him to the high ground. Jane's daughter was, Jane's daughters were not at the house. This house was above the, the, the Canyon Lake Dam, it, a bit above it, so it would have been flooded uh, prior to, to the dam breaking. Uh, we know that all of them were able to get on the house, the roof of the house. This is documented in the book, Coming to the Water, by Marilyn, Marilyn Wag Magner. Her parents' house was next door to Jerry's house. When she and her brother were swept away, uh, she saw people uh, and her parents on the Smith house. She didn't know my parents. Uh, her parents had gone over to the Smith house for cocktails uh, that evening. Um, and that's the story of, of my family and the Rapid City Flood. Any questions or anything else or anything my dad or one I have to add to it or I missed? <laughs> no, no. Um, obviously you weren't there to see um, many of the right. reconstruction efforts afterwards. You had growing things going on in Gettysburg and things like that. But I'm wondering um, when the next time it was that you came to Rapid City after everything. It was probably uh, probably at least ten years. <clears throat> I I uh, there was one time, and probably twenty years. I came out and kind of I looked back where Jerry's house was because you can see it in the floodplain and, and those things. Uh, we came out in the fortieth where we probably better viewed the, the the whole area. But yeah, it I have never been able to come to Rapid City and feel comfortable since, and 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 don't. I mean, there's, and then this young person, that wasn't the feeling, but coming to Rapid City always cast a pale because I can remember, you know, we we're driving through that that Saturday, you can see all that, the damage everybody saw, and you could see all that. And so we, my brother and I got a good sense of that. My sister never did. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's never been a difficult, it's always been difficult. It's been difficult for my, brother and sister and I to, to talk about it. Uh, I asked Kenny to talk to her, has some text Kenny, and he's never given oral history. He had an interview in the paper, but he even today says, you know, at some point I should write it down and talk about it, but he says, we lost so much I can't talk about it yet today. So it it it, it substantially affected yeah. our families and, and, and how we <laughs> got through the, the rest of our lives. Right. Right. Um, and how old were you? I was 19 at the time, and... Uh, 19 and just, uh, I had, we were lucky enough that my father involved us in the farming operation stuff, so I knew a lot was going on, so it wasn't like that. He was a large farmer in the county at the time, a lot of rented land, and it was uh, livestock, and it was, uh, it was uh, all of a sudden to, to go from being a year out of college, just gonna be a fun summer, work some and have some fun, to I gotta grow up today, it hit, hit all of us.
it's still in Gettysburg. I live in Gettysburg. I actually went to school. I actually became a lawyer. I've been a lawyer there for over 40, 40 years now. So, uh, I mean, the town was supportive at the time. Uh, you know, it, uh, that, that week is such a blur because people would be at our house, all kinds of people, and yet you just turned around there were people there. Uh, all kinds of food brought to the house, and you go upstairs and people in support, but it, it's just such a blurry thing that you, you just don't rem The specifics has just escaped all of us a lot. The funeral itself, I asked my sister and I and brother text a little bit. We didn't talk too much about before I came out here, but, uh, you know, we might have a little bit in peace, but it just it just isn't. I, You know, the funeral, you pull up to the city auditorium, and there's three hearse is there and you walk in and there's three caskets and there's three clergy and a, full of people or 700 people and they're just it was really overwhelming and I can remember just being there but it, it nothing <laughs> it, it just doesn't it, that's all you do is remember being there.